Chapter 41 Life with One Eye Jane held my hand when I looked to see if there was any light left in her. It was there, deep behind the substances clouding her vision, when I saw she was still glowing inside. Now I prayed that even a killer could end up a saint. Burying the money from the table into the bag of quality drugs, I zipped the kitten inside and handed the bag to Jane before pointing at the door. Go to the fourth floor. We have to get Bianca, said Jane. She's on our side. Bianca, forget her. You're going to the fourth floor and out the garbage chute. It's already open. What about the others? Everything's gone mad since you left, said Jane. They're out. Manuka and Otto escaped out the fourth floor. And Levi, she asked. I was perplexed. He's gone. There's no use looking for him. Bianca messaged me. She's in her room, said the preacher, looking at a device. Leave Bianca, I shouted. She's with us, said Jane. She was trying to save you, but they said you were dead. Not so fast, said Evil, opening the door into the king's suite with a group of armed guards behind him. You, demanded Evil. Don't you think about moving. You owe me more light. Jane pointed her gun towards him, but Evil raised a finger and the gun flew out from her hands toward the wall at a frenetic pace. Some sort of otherworldly control had tugged the gun away and sent it spiraling down the hallway. Everyone else leave. Now, demanded Evil. He came forward when his hand clutched my chest and pressed me against the wall. His legs found a sturdy stance before a serpent traversed across his arm to wrap itself around my throat. A hypnotic rattle on the snake's tail shook beside my ear, sending me into a daze. You two, Evil pointed at Jane and the preacher. If I see you again, I'll make sure they pin this on you. Run and hide. The preacher tugged Jane down the hallway, but she hesitated and tried to come back for me. I took a tiny step, but the serpent squeezed my throat harder while I turned blue inside. The elevator door swallowed them while she held the kitten in the bag, and then they were gone. Evil pulled me past the king's empty body until we reached the back cell where Ditto was seated. Look at the mess we've made, yelled Evil. Oh, I can't believe I ever gave any of you freedom. Look at what you humans do. Evil pressed me onto my knees while I faced the old man inside a cell. Ditto was cross-legged behind the bars while a pile of wax waited in front of him. He'd been watching and listening the whole time when I looked up and saw four walls converging to the very peak of the pyramid above him. Ditto had yet to open his eyes. One of the indigo children, said Ditto. I knew you'd make it here. The light in me sees and honors the light in you. Namaste. He's like you, said Evil. He can cultivate the light. Now show me your secrets before you croak and die. I looked through the metal beams, but each bar was cemented to the ceiling and floor. There was no way to him, no doorway in. Now, yelled Evil, we're running out of time. So he's the one, asked Ditto. You're the one who found the courage to walk against the crowd. Then just as it came to me, I see how the light has called upon you, and so it is written. I kept looking at the pile of wax from the candles that came before me. A large heap of droplets remained still, as if to keep track of something beyond the isolation alone. Each and every candle had melted into a trail of tears beside the man's knees as he sat with his legs crossed in reflection. Evil reached into his pocket and took hold of a fresh candle. He delivered the candle to Ditto. Evil snapped his fingers when a flame came to life on the wick. Ditto held the candle horizontal while wax tears were ready to drip onto the mound before he pressed the candle's base into the melted groove. When I was my brightest, and so was the sun, 
It wasn't Don summoning me. We were summoning us as one, said Ditto. This man's situation was horrifying. I was ready to embrace him, but Evil's hand climbed onto the back of my neck. I won't let it end like this, I told him. But death is not the end, he said. The king put me here The king is dead, yelled Evil. Look at what you've done. Do you know how much light we're going to need to get everything on track? I looked at the orange candle flickering with Evil's words. This journey is our path, said Ditto. Not a goal, and... He's dead, screamed Evil. The rest of the pyramid will find out any minute, and if you can't get him to emit the brightest light, then both of you are worth nothing to me. And what will you do then? Asked Ditto. What will you do when it all falls apart? Wait around another two thousand years for someone to produce more light? Evil didn't respond. He was fuming with anger behind us. Oh, it's never been about the end, said Ditto. We were always meant to be here now. Evil was frustrated, and so he released my collar and sat down at the poker table to watch. Go on, then. Make it quick, said Evil. And isn't it amazing how a tiny bit of light can change so much, said Ditto. I used to think something was wrong with the darkness. I thought we were lost in it. But now I know the darkness prepares us for the light. He took a deep breath while the candle's flame stretched up towards his finger as he reached through the bars to hold my cheek. I'd never seen him so close, never noticed the wrinkles in his face. Now a drop of wax ran down the candle just as a tear fell from my eye. Twenty-eight years ago, I watched the order build the walls outside when I knew I had to go, said Ditto. But why? My hands clutched the metal beams as I checked the room around us again. There was nothing for this man. No hope left, no door, no nothing, and the snake squeezed around my neck as I heard its tail taunting me. How can I save you? The point is not to save me, or anyone else. The point is about seeing the self within. Honor and cherish our light. Nourish your own soul, and you will find that you are nourishing all of our light. The flames atop the candle waited for his voice. But everyone's going to die. I saw how it is. It's not supposed to end like this. Oh, but here we are, so this must be the way, said Ditto. There's nothing left. It's all crumbling now. You've seen what they do to people here. You've seen how corrupt the world is, how... I see a stone, said Ditto. It wasn't here before you came in. He was pointing to the ground beside my pocket, where the greenish-white stone must have tumbled out. I held it up. This was the serpentine stone. How lucky are we, said Ditto, because even a simple stone can lead us to find the light. He looked down at my legs. Like me, he whispered. I set my hands in my lap, one palm on top of the other, and then crossed my legs. Be still, he added. He took a deep breath in, and so I took a breath in just like his. I held the stone on top of my palm when I watched him close his eyes, and so I copied him before my sight turned black. Don't think, just feel, said Ditto. Follow the breath. Watch the air as it falls. Study it, and it will rise. The stone began pulsating through my palms as I focused on my breath while the mind turned steady. Each of his inhales were leading me deeper, while each exhale released me from within. The muscles in my face began to loosen, starting in my forehead, then my cheeks, and even my tongue let go. Next my shoulders became relaxed, and only after the voice in my head went silent for a few moments could I feel a force growing through my palms when a white light began to glow from within. It was nothing sight could see, but it was everything my soul could feel. That's it, whispered Evil. Samadhi. Don't hold on to it, said Ditto. We have to let it go, and that's how it comes back. 
something was blocked. The more I noticed the feeling, the more I felt as if a brick barrier was blocking the center of my light, forcing this brightness to fade away. Embrace the darkness, feel the edges of your shadow, accept and surrender to all its weight. Become one with the heaviness, and it becomes one with you. Focus on the breath, always rising and falling, said Ditto. I let go of the weight, and it disappeared through my shoulders and into my core when the light came back. Without sight as a reference, a powerful vibration began rattling through my mind. Frightening at first, I let go and observed it, while the force carried my awareness through the body and into the stone waiting in my hands. But I've sinned. I paused. I live with a demon inside me and... Don't ever blame the demons that haunt you. They're trying their hardest to make you appreciate bliss, interrupted Ditto. I released all of it. At that exact moment, all the pressure that was building up was cut loose when the weight of the anchor fell away. A sea of energy swept through me while the tide of white light carried me higher. All I could do was observe the moment happening. The sight was gone, the snake disappeared, and both Evol and Ditto could have been on a different planet because there was nothing else here. It didn't matter where my body had gone, because all I cared for was this moment. The light was guiding me the entire time. It was within me, between my bones, riding through each nerve, and it was always right here, waiting for me to find it. Tunneling with it, as far as it could take me, new edges began to mold around my form. Wherever I was, I found myself at home in a giant rock, hurling through empty space, as if I'd taken the form of a spinning globe. I was like the stone cast out through a lone galaxy. Only as I let go of everything could I feel the various energetic forces binding me in place on the axis rotating around a sun. My body was her planet, filled with the light before birth. And for the next billion or so years, all I felt was ice over her earth. Have we forgotten when our edges began to mold, when our core was first filled with light? There's a time far before our birth, when the earth had no sight. There was nothing to see, for we had no eyes, just a massive rock spinning beneath hydrogen skies. No nose to smell, no mouth to eat. Years passed by as we circled our sun's heat. We grew fond of this light, from warmth all things grow, and soon our ice started to melt and our oceans began to flow. Do you remember how it happened? When the energy settled in our core, rocky land sprouted upright before the seas settled on our shore. Days passed by while we watched the light glow, and then a stem sprouted in our dirt when we first felt it grow. Do you remember when it woke, the day our sky began to breathe? Once the root took hold of us, you offered the nutrients a plant needs. Now this stem was alive, and this root was our child, because once the petals opened up, our seed began to smile. Rain quenched its thirst, then thunder gave it a name, because in the very beginning, no form was ever created the same. A miracle had sprouted, and our flower bloomed all summer, but when the fall began approaching, we were certain of the winter. Energy must be transferred. This is the law of our lives. Every beginning has an end, and now our heavens began to cry. We watched the petals let go, I heard you pray to our sky, but nothing could save our daughter, and so we watched our first flower die. We froze that winter, and I cried all spring, but then two seeds began to sprout, 
and our heavens began to sing. Lightning called down, sand kissed the seas. We offered all of our energy so that every flower could breathe. Soon fields became forests, now there were infinite seeds. It didn't matter vegetables from fruit, the mother supports all her children's needs. Soon cells found bodies, now animals grazed the earth. All was aware because our mother gave birth. Do you remember her way? How this was always our path. Oneness is the future, and one is the sum of all mass. Don't forget about our flower. Earth is the garden we grew. We were born to balance the darkness through the light inside of you. Treat your body like our flower. Suffering can be surpassed through karma and selfless power. Many forms come before us, but we are one and the same. Our ancestors are watching. We are the light within the flame. Don't forget about our first flower and the day we first died. Seek humility in life because death kills pride. Do not fear the end. It's like a trip across a stream. No need to pack your bags. Our energy transfers like a dream. For as long as we are separate, our soul must not quit. Life has one eye, and we are it. I opened my eye and looked into Ditto when I saw my own self in him. Now tell me, Imokli, what is it that you observe? asked the white hawk seated in front of me. We come from the same place. All of us are born from our mother. I gazed upon him when I saw myself in his eyes again. There I sat, reflected on his pupil, staring back at me while the orange candle took its last breath before the wick dissolved and the light went out. All at once a screeching alarm rattled through the speakers above. A furious voice was yelling through the intercom on the lower levels, sending a panic across the pyramid. These people don't realize they're trapped. How do we save them? That's enough, yelled Evol. He's coming with me. We can only save ourselves, said Ditto. It's all written in the last part of the soul contract. From now on he'll find the light on his own. There's no use for you, old man, said Evol. Time for the boy and I to thrive. The serpentine stone was glowing in my hands when Evol grabbed the back of my collar and lifted me to my feet. Pulling me away from Ditto, he forced me out of the room and into the hallway. It's time you see how it all works, said Evol. You signed a contract, and that contract says you are in debt with me until I say you're free. As if I'd taken a full trip around the wheel, the serpent climbed onto Evol's arm and wrapped itself around his neck. The snake began chewing on its own tail, eating itself alive for fun. I watched the snake's two green eyes peer into mine as its teeth bit into its tail again and again. Yellow venom was seeping out from its skin while it tried to swallow its own tail. Time was running out in this body while Evil pulled me to the elevator while those green amphibian eyes watched every step. There was something knocking behind me. A gentle tapping grabbed our attention when, not so fast said Cicero. You're not taking him anywhere until you defeat me. I jumped away from evil and ran back to be reunited with Cicero. We were together near the king's golden doors when the opossum stepped in front of me before evil and the serpent turned to face us. It was silent for a moment, and then the snake began to clatter a new hymn with its tail. The serpent raised its head and opened its jaws wide as Cicero's body. 
Its mouth was oozing with venom. The way in which I live has prepared me to die at every moment, Evol paused. Are you willing to die too?